Welcome back to Last Night Recap. And we've been doing quite a couple of episodes, and I, I really like the last one, but I think this one is going to be jam-packed, as you say, in the States, I guess. That's a and, beautiful and, phrase uh, you've got there. Yeah, yeah Max said it, 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 you're supposed to say full. <laughs> See, Matt, Matt, just, no. Matt just like that. It's a, it's it's a very jam, full episode. No, it was yeah. the fact that your initial word was stuffed. <laughs> stuffed. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not Thanksgiving how, yet. That's what, yeah. how I'm feeling. <laughs> this episode's going to be meat packed. Meat. Oh. <laughs> how are you yeah. feeling, Kurt? Uh, where, are you, where are you at? Right now. Well, well, ask your questions and you'll know where I am. Oh. Are you outside almost? I am. <laughs> I am outside. You're outside. Yeah, I can I'm almost hear you. Window. See me wave. See me wave. <laughs> you see, I'm naked. Oh, ooh. Wow. I thought no. it was a snake on your. Uh, no. Oh, no, it's just. Okay. It's cold. This is actually um, educational. Chat. Exactly. Please. Yes, I am outside though. Okay. Yeah, I am. I'm on a rooftop. So what happened? Um, uh, you so got I, evicted. I, I just moved. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. But uh, I'm back Anyone in, else? in a new a... location. Is there, Are you? is there a famous bell in the in the area? There is a famous bell in the area. Okay. Can you get me can you get me a cheesesteak with um some Ooh. no whiz no oh, whiz Yo- bell take some Johan monster. can do that. Johan can do that perfectly because when he was here in Philly, um he actually went over. And uh, there's one place where you have to order correctly. And yeah. If you can't, if you can't do it, then you'll get kicked back to the end of the line. Oh wow! But the funny story was like we're two sweets and we're gonna do it. And you know, like I was training a lot to do it correctly. You know, yeah. to order my cheese sandwich, a sandwich, and I I really did it. And the steak sandwich, and mm-hmm. then my friend just said, "I'll have what he ordered." <laughs> and so it. what? So so, Johan, for for people who are you know not as cultured no. as you, what is the correct way to no, order I can't a Philly cheesesteak? I'm I'm sorry. I got. Is it I, with I is it with whiz? No whiz. Munster. What what's the whatever you, you like, know, as long as you or don't a hobby. What's the? Uh, you I have to know, come over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Over. Isti yeah. 2019 is in Philadelphia. Oh, I'm doing a creative uh, food tour walk on a Sunday morning, so you're nice. all invited. Right. Okay. And that's like last recap YouTube. That's gonna be you, Martin, ordering it, and we're gonna and then laugh. and then getting the cheese down there. like that. <clears throat> punishing. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Anyway, so uh, you're back in Philly, Kurt. I am for the first time. For many, many, many episodes to come. Nice. Oh, that's lovely. So you got a new apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm outside on the deck over there now. Oh, sounds good. Nice. So I, I think. Sorry about being very short, guys. Um, <laughs> I think we have a jam-packed episode. So I might say stuffed or. Meats. I don't know. What was your name? What was your thing, Martin? Well, I said packed, but I could say meat packed. You know, meat packed. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Let's go. Let's get going. Yeah.
Yeah. So, yes. so I think uh, when we come back, uh, Martin's going to take um, Emilia's chat on the road. I am. I am Don't indeed. you want to know what's happening? What's coming? No. I oh, think okay. it's going to be a surprise this week. Is it? Yeah. yeah. This week, put it short. Just let's go. I'm All up right. for it. Are you okay. up for it, guys? Oh, surprise. Yeah. I'm up for it. Okay. okay. Go. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Let's go. There you go. Okay, welcome back. So, guys, we're going to kick off with the EMEA recap. Uh, the EMEA chat that was on the 5th of March was hosted by Simon Pyle and Chris Galley. Now, I could do a little bit of a, a recap on this, but I actually thought I would hand it over to Simon because Simon's actually um, given us some, some of his thoughts on what it's like to host an Apple Edu chat. So let's pass over to Simon and see what he has to say about it. Simon Pyle at Mr Piley on Twitter. So hosting an Apple Edu chat is a bit like a workout. It's fast paced, high energy and requires focus and concentration. Uh, as a host, you don't really need to worry about the questions as these can all be scheduled to appear automatically during the chat. Your role is to keep the energy of the chat going, uh, but you have to keep up with the conversation, make sure people are included and make sure that they're being heard. There are so many ideas, resources and links shared in such a short space of time and you really want to amplify those comments in some way. And by the end of the hour, you can't really switch off. The notifications can exceed 200 to 300 in that hour. You want to make sure that you've caught everything. For the community joining in, for your own professional development and for those that will look back at the chat afterwards. I guess if you've never hosted a chat, then you should do it. It's a thrilling pedagogical ride that will inspire you and develop your classroom practice. Okay, so that was Simon telling us what it's like to host an Apple Edu chat. Now, Matt, you'll probably attest to this. Simon was saying that um, in terms of the questions, it's quite straightforward to get those out because you can schedule them. But he thinks that one of the key things uh, for a host to do is to actually keep the flow going and to keep the energy up. Would you agree with that? Yeah, massively. I think it's, you know, once you ask that initial question, it's, it's not just retweeting people's answers, but trying to trying to develop lines of, of chat. And some people will do that on their own. So I know people that are in chats quite a lot will ask questions of each other. But I think it's important for the host to do that as well, to sort of, you know, channel things. It's easy for us. I suppose to just give a one one quick answer, but that might not be understood by everyone. So yeah, um, because yeah. my question is, how do you find the answers to the right question and and like the conversations that you want to take part in? Maybe you can't really find them. That yeah, that's my thing about this. Yeah. So what I mean, going back to what Simon was saying there, he says that even after the chat's finished, you can't actually switch off. Mm. You can. You know, you're, you're, you're either, you're, you're kind of a buzz with energy because your notifications are still pinging. It's not uncommon, as Simon says, for you to get between 200 and 300 notifications yeah. in the space of that hour. Yeah. Uh, if it's an extremely busy chat, I mean, any time I posted and Matt, you know, you guys will all attest to this as well, yeah. you're your pings just keep going. They keep going and they keep going. And I even find it when I wake up in the morning after the Americas have hosted that if I've been mentioned or if I've, or something I shared earlier on 
during the EMEA chat has been retweeted. I've got another set of notifications that I have to set in, in, in action. So it's it's definitely, you keep going, you, this energy keeps going and it, it, it it's it's busy and you do feel tired by the end of it. It is like running a marathon. Yes. But, as Simon but said, is that something that is good or is it something that you feel is tiresome? Oh no, it's great. I mean, it's it's definitely for, I think it's something that, that if you've never hosted before, it's something that, that, that can take you by surprise. You certainly never realise that, um, you know, before I, I, I'd taken part in, in chats before I hosted and, and the first thing I remember about about my first hosting experience was just how fast fast paced it was. Yeah. And your instinct, I don't know if you agree with this, Matt, or not, but but your instinct is to try and respond to everything when it comes in. Yeah. Mm. Um, and if you do that, you end up finding yourself replying to things without actually reading it. Yeah, It's also um, good to note the, the amount of people that don't join in a chat but follow the chats. So I know, yeah. I know a lot of my students do actively join in. Um, and, and there are certain individuals that will always kind of be there. But I've, I've had conversations with students and just realised that a lot of them will listen or watch or however you, you interact with it for that yeah. hour just by following the conversations. And I think that's, that's where mm. it helps when you can keep that conversation going because otherwise it's hard for them to link the, hang on, where's, what's that the answer to? And, you know, where's that line of communication going? So, uh, absolutely. It's... it's, it's um... It is that kind of way. If if you try to follow every, if you are like you're saying, if you're an observer um, to a chat and you just try to follow everybody, you end up getting lost. It's sometimes an idea to follow a thread. Yeah, that's that's always a good idea is to follow a thread and to actually see the interactions that that take part between between people. Um, and it's it's quite it's it's quite an interesting experience to host. It's it you know it, it it's a completely different experience from. From taking part simply because, simply because it is just so fast paced, and in fact, that kind of takes me to the Amia tweet of the week. That um, that buzzer there was letting me know that it was my time to move on to the, the, the Amia tweet of the week. Your mom, your mom's texting you. Get on yeah, with no, it. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly it. But no, the 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 Amia tweet of the week this week actually comes from Simon himself, where he says, "You know, a hashtag Apple EduChat." Is going well when your return key sticks on the keyboard, um, because you are you are constantly either looking at ideas or looking at things that have that have been shared. Um, and this, you know, the the question that I'm I'm, I'm wanting to, to recap for for um, the the Amia chat this week is question four. So as uh, as we're going to hear from Simon just after this, this chat was on challenge based learning. So yeah. it's as Matt says, it's one where you know the the it, it's there's there's a bit of an international feel to this one. We had people like Katie Morrow, we had Adele Bryce from the US, we had uh, Mary Kemper um, joining us. So actually, Mary's uh, tweet of the week um, is also from the Amir uh, Appalachian. She's on a hot streak week. now. Well, she yeah. was, yeah. I don't think she um, I don't think she quite got my humour when I said. Um, is she covering both all her bases by taking part in both chats? I was oh, that's an exclusive. Ah, come on. Your <laughs> yeah. humour is not easy, that's is it? A, no, it's not. It's not. I'm going to have to... Um, I'm going to have to... 
Yeah, I know. It's 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 like most of my. You know me well enough, Matt, to know that I explain all of my jokes after it. This joke was funny because let me tell you where you missed the humour. So you yeah, covered all. Yeah, you lost. I've covered all no my by doing that. That's exactly. You always laugh three times at you, Martin. And just it's like when you tell it, when you yeah no <laughs> literally yeah you can always tell I get excited because I start laughing halfway through my joke and then no one else laughs with me but anyway so um, the question that, that um, I'm wanting to recap is how do you plan for collaboration and challenge based learning using Apple technology and the one answer that really stood out for me is actually from Katie Morrow and I know she did a, a lot of work I think back in 2013 she did a, a lot of work on uh, challenge-based learning yeah and the the her answer kind of goes with the theme that a lot of people did for this one which is apple tools for cbl collaboration include keynotes and um, as a learning journal and notes she loves ibooks author but the big thing has been pages for book creation with challenge-based learning uh, for ongoing reflections and there was actually quite a few of those examples shared where people were were showing how they've used the 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 collaboration features within iWork to really build build the the collaboration and which I liked and I just um I just wanted to get your thoughts on this because I know you're all all a fan of iWork. Oh, I thought you you had a clock so you had to go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I yeah, we've all agreed. Alarm, so no, no, were you wait? So uh, yeah, you I was waiting for it even more than that. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's is so that funny. me? Is, is is someone coming with a walking stick to pull me out? Is yeah, that, that's it. it. Right. Like, okay. Was okay. that That's my alarm. Let's just. I don't. No, care. I mean, let's, I mean to move on go. to the next bit, not to stop. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll take this one. I mean, um, not even with, with iWorks. Uh, <laughs> someone has to keep uh, the serious but not going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My joke was funny because. Anyways, <laughs> then so... he started laughing. Um, no, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go into the the iWork bit. I'll leave that for you guys. But um, one of one of the things I loved about CBL is the the reflection part that Katie keeps talking about. Um, and we used in, uh, in school a, uh, an old room where we had all the maps hanging. Um, you know, the ones that still said like Yugoslavia on it and, and like countries that yeah. don't exist anymore right now. Um, so we took all the maps out and um, gave the kids um, white paints and a budget. And then they could turn it into whatever they, they, they wanted, kind of like a mood board. Um, it's been called a war room in business. Um, so things that are related to the project that they're working on, and it just became their space. And in the end, they had to keep budget um, to buy new white paint for the next group that would come in, turn it all in uh, in white again, and then for the next CBL project, they could use it again. Love that. Oh, nice. That's nice. I love cool. that. So, love and that. then photo boot was, was the one or any camera activity that was set up, um, iPad on a, on a tripod. And, uh, and now um, I would obviously do it with clips um, and use that as like some kind of mirror of reflections. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Love it. So, yeah, I, love it. I, I, used, uh, I used numbers recently for a, a challenge-based learning, a rough challenge-based learning, probably not the full kind of idea of it, but just in a PE session where, where and we talked about this last week, I think, in terms of how numbers can scaffold learning. And, and similar in terms of that reflective element. So just a scaffolded document where students could take pictures of their 
they were doing some gymnastics balances and then used the audio function in there to record their reflections on their own work and it just nice. kind of just gave them places to work you know PE is not always the the easiest subject I suppose to develop students um, work in different ways but this was just a really really nice thing that the document held some ideas for what they could do and then also housed their work and their reflections on their work so, oh that sounds like my time's up but then we can... yeah, <laughs> it's, it is actually. Thought, our yeah. moms are baking a lot today wow. Man, I know, really good. So... I'm getting hungry here so that sounds lovely but yeah, let's, they're all good. let's get going guys so yeah yeah so we'll just yeah, so one of, this was this was a bit of a, a, a different, um, and it was from Michael O'Kane at Michael O'Kane Edu, and um, Michael said that um, shared Minecraft worlds are excellent on iPad. Children can work together to plan, build, and create structures based on real-world problems. They can then evaluate in real time and fix any further problems or issues together. I I love the use of Minecraft for you know the the creative aspect. But also the problem-solving aspect that, that Michael's spoken about here is it's really just a, an untapped resource. And I think with the, the Minecraft Edu, um, albeit it's limited to Microsoft Office 365 accounts just now, but Minecraft is certainly, I, I think Minecraft is certainly finding more and more of a place in this kind of problem-solving, challenge-based learning approach. And I've certainly seen that with my own children. Um, oh. my, my son is a massive... Um, is a massive um, Minecraft user, and some of the, the the structures he comes up with. But he also ropes in his little sister to help. And hearing the conversations between them, the collaboration, the communication skills that they're building, they really are looking at how they can approach a challenge and how they can actually assess any any issues that they have with it as they as they move forward. So I just wanted to to highlight that one from Michael because I thought it was a, a really really good use of minecraft to solve these kind of problems and obviously we need to do a minecraft uh, session on our podcast i think as much as yeah, we need yeah, to, that... to you to do your shortcuts we also need a, a minecraft for the because i think it's a really unique opportunity to just um, raise a couple of good examples of learning so uh, I think we should do special episodes of, of those two. Absolutely. So I'm adding that, if that's okay, with you guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, so Johan's going to yeah. be a host on the EMEA chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone heard it. That's it. Um, so, um, guys, that's kind of... And if you get any other thoughts on the EMEA chat or anything else you want to raise or that's... Um, it's a I, big, big project, yeah. Like CDL, uh, um, I love the approach, and and you could go on for for hours and hours on it. Um, yeah, I think people who really want to dive into it um, should have a look at the uh, the CBL book that was uh, written by um, Digital Promise. Um, yeah, and Katie is one of them. Um, Don Henderson's one of them. Um, I think Mark Nichols is on that team. Yeah, and Karen, Karen Cater, Marco Torres. Um, all really exceptional educators um, put together a really nice piece of uh, documentation that will help you through this. Great stuff. Great stuff. So just to finish off with the EMEA recap, it had a really international feel. Adele Bryce um, shared one of her resources um, 
all of the the um, all of the conversation in the chat is in Miriam's recap at Mercy Walsh. Uh, she's got her recap on Wakelet, and I think just to finish off, it would be really good if we could hear from one of the hosts of. Um, this chat. I'm going to pass you back over to Simon, and Simon's going to let you know exactly what it was like to host this chat with a very international feel. So we'll talk to you soon, and I think Kurt is going to be chatting about the Americas chat just after we hear from Simon. All right, cool. Hi, my name is Simon Pyle, at Mr. Piley on Twitter. So I co-hosted the Apple Edu chat on challenge-based learning with Chris Kelly. I've hosted a number of chats on Twitter, but this one was something truly remarkable. It became very apparent early on that this EMEA chat was attracting a global audience. We were joined from educators uh, from Australia who'd woken up at 7am for the chat, educators from across the United States who may have been enjoying lunch or a mid-afternoon chat, and then a range of educators from all across EMEA. There is a passion behind the subject of challenge-based learning, but... This chat showcased the true global nature of the Apple education community and it demonstrated why that's so strong. I mean, I first discovered the power of CBL back in 2013 at the Apple Institute in Cork when Katie Morrow showcased her work. And this week she joined the chat along with champions of CBL like Mary Kemper. But what was impressive was they both shared their work, their resources and their stories freely. In fact, I was amazed at the volume of resources, support and advice shared by a number of people in such a short space of time. It's almost a shame you can't count the hours spent in Apple Edu chats towards CPD, a master's or a PhD, because you complete them so much quicker with this volume of quality content. Well, if you hear my voice, you made it to the middle part of the uh, episode. Welcome for staying and not getting a cheesesteak or anything else that made you hungry <laughs> during our previous <laughs> conversation. Um, <laughs> It was a really interesting and busy one. And, and one of the things that's very really narrow to my heart was all about creating content as a teacher. The actual title was Advancing Learning Through Teacher-Created Content, um, hosted this week by Dr. Casey Cohen and Bree Buck. Um, and one of the replies on it was, um, same as in, um, in the EMEA chat, that don't mean to interrupt, but must say a big thank you to these two ladies for such a great energy um, and conversation um, and Again, it was a truly global uh, conversation because everyone joined in. And I'd like to pick out just one uh, of the questions uh, here um, because I, I want to hear your thoughts on it because I've seen you guys create a lot. And uh, question five that was highlighted was, what learning experience have you had that helped you become a content creator? And what did you do? What did you learn? And, and I'm looking at, at you, Martin, and your sketches um, I know Johan uh, has, has um, multiple talents out there already. And then I'm, I'm always impressed by Matt and his son, which uh -huh. um, uh, I'm looking yeah, what new videos come out, things that you guys are doing. So, That's more my um, son than me, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, I'll well, yeah. someone needs to inspire them. You're, you're, you're yeah, bringing absolutely. them to the workshops and you're bringing the work. And I mean, um, I like your modesty, but you have a few books out there um, helping other people to tap into their own uh, creativity and content creation. Yeah, I, mean, I think my answer to that would be um, how can we expect children to be creative and push the boundaries if we're not doing it ourselves? Um, you know, I, I said to my son, yeah. you know, he, he yeah. might look at me and know that daddy works with iPads. Um, 
but when I take him along to a learning session like we did in, in the Apple Store, he sees mm-hmm. me as a learner. And I think that's a really important thing for him to see that, you know, just because I'm an adult doesn't mean I'm not going to learn and, and I'm not going to try new things. And um, if you've seen some of my acting in some of those clips, he does criticise my yeah. acting. No, I think you're wonderful. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful thing. <laughs> It's it brings it brings me to tears, Matt, every time I watch it. But I think it's changed, um, it's changed to my heart for us because he does see <laughs> yeah. that he leads me in a lot of things, and you know, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important for children. So my learning experience, I suppose, is is realizing, and, and I had this conversation actually with some of the students the other day. When you, when you identify the who the teacher is in the classroom, the traditional idea is the guy guy or lady stood at the front. And actually, their their comment back to me was, "Who is the teacher in a classroom these days?" And I think that's quite a nice nice way to look at things. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, really okay. good way. And that's actually a nice um, bridge to uh, to some of the uh, the answers. And and Casey Cohen um, actually replied to that, uh, saying, "I have learned so much from my um, ADE friends and colleagues in person, on Twitter, at conferences." Um, and she's so grateful for the community of people in her personal learning network who share their passion for creativity and the power of creation. Yeah. So who do you guys go to? Yeah. Um, for your inspiration? Um, for, for me, I, I, I need to echo that. It's going to sound quite cheesy, but um, Matt has, I mean, Matt and I have known each other for about too long. Six. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. But, but it was it, it wasn't until I met people like Matt and Gavs, Gavin Smart and Stuart Amersley and Dan Oakes, uh, a group of us who really really kind of got together and we just started to have these conversations. You know, people like Rachel Smith, Miriam Walsh. We just we just tend to have these conversations that 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 just bring things to they, they just bring things to light. And I think so, so. You know, it sounds really cheesy that. You know, I'm doing a I'm doing a podcast with Matt, and yet Matt inspires me. But Matt, Matt kind of Matt indirectly kind of pushes me without, the senior without realizing. Oh, no yeah, that's okay. it's, uh, it's getting me. It's, uh, Come on, guys. It's yeah. It's, it's just a bit of half eaten cake uh, that Matt oh had my God. Uh, No, um, but yeah, it sounds. I mean, it sounds quite cheesy that the the people that you meet. I mean, people. I mean, I I saw Johan doing a. A thing over in Scotland where he was, he was, he did a little bit of a cha 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 during a conference, and I just kind of realised that this was a guy that was on my level. And then, Kurt, there's just something about sort of you and I getting into a room that just, well, don't go that. that's that's just kind of brings me together. I did not see that. Oh, where's that bell going? I don't. Where's yeah. that walking stick? No, it's it's. I think when you meet people who, yeah. I think when you meet people who have a passion for the same thing that yeah, you do, that's... it just tends to it tends to inspire you and wants you to learn how to do something a little bit different. Do you know, do you know how find to... it's quite a like non-judgmental creative community? Uh, I don't even know if that's a proper phrase, but you know, I, I know Dan Dan uh, shares says the everyone can sketch things on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. can't draw. For love nor money, but I love joining in. And if you've ever seen my yeah, sketches, they that. look like a child has done them. But you know what? It's a non- you're putting it out thing. there. But that's the first yeah, step. Yeah, you're putting, you're it, putting out it, it out there. there. No one judges I don't know, man. People retweet what you've done, and you think, oh, actually, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to keep going at this. And again, we're adults. Yeah, yeah. That you know, we're true. still learning because we've got a love for it, and that's that's yeah. important, you know. 
I would the, like to highlight something. Like yeah. I, I had the chance at iPad Palooza a few years ago, where the, the the keynote speaker was Austin Kleon, and and one of his books um, is actually "Steal Like an Artist," and um, to go in and look at a at a piece of art um, and and dissect that and try your creativity by copying it first and then growing and growing and growing. I think that puts you on the way to find your own creativity and your own style in it. Um, yeah. And those are, yeah, I did share your yeah. work is a second book. So, um, but, that getting your work out there and getting feedback on it, especially these days is don't be afraid, um, and push, push our learners too. And our kids in the classrooms to say, Hey, have a go at it. Yeah. And I, I need to say that you should never hope or never stop hoping for meeting all these beautiful new people because I was in this dance thing and, uh, you know, the best dancers in the world. So I, w I was really number one in Sweden for a, for a long time and I was doing all these things and I just stopped because I needed to do something else. And then I turned around and I met these really cool people that knew about learning and wanted to learn something else. And uh, that was really, really cool. Um, so even though you've been in something else, even if mm -hmm. you want to switch, you can find something extraordinary somewhere else. And that's what I did that's with nice. you guys. That's really I just nice. wanted to say yeah. that. Because, yeah. yeah. And, to back that up, Felicity said that on the chat too. So it's like, turning around and like seeing the potential um, that gets her brain brewing and, and you just I mean you can go as far as you can on that and get so much back from that community get great ideas yeah yeah, yeah I think it's yeah for me I mean it's it's it, there is a lot a, a lot in that I mean it's it's I, I like to draw I love to draw I I I it's just something I've always done. I've never studied it. I don't, I, I, I don't, I can't do color. I don't understand color or anything like that, but I, I, I like bringing little things to life. And I think seeing what other people do then gives me an idea to go off and try it myself. So a lot of my, the, the thing I've been teaching myself just now is this kind of brush script writing um, that I'm doing within Procreate and I'm, I'm getting addicted to that but it's because I'm watching others doing it and I'm trying to I'm trying to get ideas and take their take their style but try and develop my own style and it's it's Are you it's quite relaxing to do that and yeah it's, it's just that it's you see different ways and you see different techniques and you see different styles yeah. and it's I, I love what Matt said that it is a non-judgmental community I mean we just put things out there because we're giving it a go, yeah. you know. I, you know, Matt, you're saying your your drawings look like a child have done them. I don't agree in that at all. I think, I, I mean, I, 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 I think a child could do much better. Uh, no, so, okay, <laughs> guys, let's stop arguing because right now sorry. we need to get going. My joke was funny there because what? <laughs> because we start laughing. Okay, guys. that's the long thing. Yeah, I started laughing. See, about. yeah. So, so you want to say if you want to wrap it up, it up. Um, wrap it up, Martin. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to know all of the great resources, and and we haven't mentioned them, um, but of course the uh, everyone can create series is out there. Yeah, that's um, it. 
and and I'd love to hear you guys on like what would be the next part of that series that you would take on that you would say I'm not strong enough and and maybe say music, uh, music, music. Yeah. yeah, I would um, straight away music. But, yeah, see music, and, and that's a yeah. shame because someone said to me um, during the institute this summer like you've been listening to music probably your whole life. You haven't been drawing your whole life. You haven't been um, taking pictures your whole life yet. So in music, sure, you have the, sure. the best advantage. Sure. So Can I say something? More on that. Yes, that I need to shut up and continue. No, you part. haven't been dancing your whole life. <laughs> Same thing. Maybe Same not. Thing. Yeah. You have, so actually. You I know, know more you about it. Yes, <laughs> go for it. Anyways. If you want to know more about it, um, have a look. <laughs> at Mia Morrison's uh, Twitter uh, profile, and she has the Wakelet link out there um, to follow up this week's chat. That's all for the America's Chat. Really good. good. Oh, that's really good. brilliant. Awesome. Um, that's I'm, very I'm very excited with um, questions with who? Matt. Our friend. We'll see when we come back. <laughs> all right. Okay. with Matt. That's the, I think that's the best jingle I ever heard. Thanks, I think that's life. the best one, yeah. We're going yeah. back to the idea of that everyone can create music, and I did say music was possibly an area I need to develop. I'm going to rethink it. I'm going to say maybe, I, maybe I'm not. I get, I get a bit teary-eyed, actually. Put it out there. Okay, great. So, guys, you'll be, uh, you'll be happy to know that, again, the audience are participating now. This is not just questions with Matt where Matt asks questions the audience are with us um, so let's get started with um... actually I think I used oh. a uh, I used a filter in GarageBand to call in one of the questions maybe I don't know <laughs> what was that? okay go go he go. was like no. <laughs> my name is Kurt. okay so our first question I am very happy our first question is from uh, Felicity Hey guys, this is Felicity Drepto, Twitter handle at Felicity Drepto. Um, so this past Tuesday's chat on teacher-created content was so inspiring. It was such an enlightening conversation about the importance of teachers deeply knowing their content so that they can create relative challenging content for their students. And the tools that we have available today, like book creation on pages, iBooks Author, the Numbers app, etc., it's easier than ever. So my question for you and all the listeners is, how do we help new teachers with this? When I first started teaching, and this might date me a little, I was basically handed a textbook for each subject and told, just get through all the lessons. You know, finding supplemental materials back then um, was not as easy or as overwhelming as it can be now. So how can we help new teachers navigate through all the resources while they're still learning their content, still understanding their students' needs, etc., as they work to design relevant learning experience for their own students? Okay, great. So Felicity was, was involved, obviously, in the America's chat this week, and, and her question then, how do we help new teachers navigate all the resources that are available? So what, what do we do in order to, to help everything that's out there? You know, she, she highlights the fact that there's, um, that when she was starting teaching, it was really obvious and, and you knew where to find things. And now we live in a world that's full of stuff. So what, what's, what, what do we do, guys? Ooh. I think collective genius and, and not try to do it all alone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and find some spaces, work together. Um, 
don't reinvent they'll throw in a belgian expression don't invent the, the warm water again instead of the wheel um so yeah collaborate yeah. that's the, the thing i can say about that and um try to share them online so that if you have to switch from device or or you're not on the same device that you can join in so one thing i'll, I'll add is that i know um so recently, I've noticed so many great books that people are writing about about different things and great resources, ideas. And I put out a thing on Twitter recently to say, if you've got a great resource that you've created, can we stick it all in like a numbers document so people can find it and people can share this on to other people? Um, and that's actually grown. It started with about 10. I think the last time I checked, it was over 80 different books. Um, you know, we've all got books that people have put into this thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a, it's a nice resource I use it a lot with my students but if I visit a school and maybe they're not quite on the, the iPad journey it's a great resource to leave with them and say look you know here's some ideas some things that you can look at written by educators all over the world that will just say this is what I tried and that's been that's connect been with um, Teresa Cullen on that one or, or find her on Twitter I think it's uh, Terry Cullen because yeah. mm -hmm. um, she's got a big list of books already yeah. and maybe again the two of you could collaborate yeah. and make a beautiful library yeah. for the rest of us Thanks. Okay, great. So our next question then comes from Paul Tullock. Hi, guys. It's Mr. Tullock here. Um, I'm loving the podcast so far. Um, based on your experiences in the classroom, is there a feature that is currently not in accessibility that you would like to see in accessibility? Okay, so guys, what about that then? So accessibility features that aren't already in accessibility, what would we love to see? I actually would what? love to, sorry about that, uh, I actually would okay. love to see, um, what do you say in English, sounding when you try to, like dyslexic people, you have, you have the sound of the uh, letter, like L, mm -hmm. but not L, like L. L. Oh, like the, mm, yeah, like the way, mm, like the way you mm. speak it instead of uh, yeah. So like I would like that for the dyslectic people um, to use it inside the system. That would be lovely for me. I've been looking for that for a couple of years actually, because I like that they are when you do a voiceover or anything, they really tell the word, they tell the the letter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not the sound of the letter in that language, which I would, would love you like to have them separately. And then when they are, uh, when you press them all to, uh, well, one after the other to form the word, is that what you want? No, that could be different things. But I would like to do insights like iOS, for example. So this would would this be like, like a breakdown within speak selection? So speak selection would have like tiers. Would you want like the the word and then the phonics of the word and then is that is that yeah not, not the yeah the phon coming up the, by martin yeah the, <laughs> the short phonics of the word so so for example now when you press an l they say l or p yeah. but it's yeah. it would be like l o yeah so let's say you would spell um uh, let's say my name johan was like yeah g O G H yeah yeah A and not J O H A M because yeah. 
you get yeah, that's it. not the way you say it. Yeah, that's yeah. not the way you say it. if you're dyslexic. It's how you say it. if you know how to spell it, but yeah. you know don't know how to write it. So yeah. that's it. So I would love to have that in iOS. That yeah, I've nice been looking book. for that, and I really tried to get it in there for a couple of years. Yeah, good. I like and, that one. That's Anything good. else? Any other ideas, people? I, w- I would love a feature that's on the Mac. Um, to come over to um, the iPad, and I, maybe Martin um, is the guy to, to talk to. Um, on the on the Mac, there is a service called um, Add Spoken Track to iTunes. So mm-hmm. what you do is you select a bunch oh, of text, yeah, like a news article, and then you um, use this service, and it turns it into a, an audio file, uh, which would be perfect if you wanted to listen to. I think like meetings or something like that yeah. or news articles and have it be spoken to you and then use that um, Alex voice or, or whatever Kurt. voice you want. That's great for that. Kurt, I, I, I actually used that a lot before, like a couple of years ago for, you know, like if someone writes an essay or something like that, mm-hmm. I just put it in. I'm in my car. I start with listening to all the essays. Like if I have like hundred students, I just listen to the essays, so I get a feeling of what they're saying on that one before yeah, reading it, that. and that's really good, actually. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like okay. that one. So, moving on, the next one is a serious but not question from Paul Tullock. I'm just going to read this one straight out to you guys. What type of, pe- of ale would you prefer? Would you like dark, a pale, um, or sour? I like dark ale. Um, I uh, am a I'm a really kind of dark radio kind of guy. Um, there's just something quite nice about it. Nice, good. Because you're that mysterious, so what? She's a mysterious. That's man. it. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Johan, what's your what's your choice? Pale, dark, or sour? Um, I'm with Martin actually. I think we would be lovely just sitting on a balcony, <laughs> me and Martin. Yeah, yeah sitting out dark, well. stroking our beards. Yes, I'm feeling ill. That, that's dark and stormy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we we quite stormy. Yeah, what's your what's your choice in there? Well, for me, I think it's easy. I come from Belgium, so um, I don't drink any alcohol at all. I only export. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that should be fishy, isn't it? <laughs> good, good. No, actually, excellent. Okay, so um, what about um, you, Matt? Oh, me, uh, probably a dark ale. Um, or just you know a Jack Daniels and Coke if you're buying. So just nice. put it out. So, so literally, in we're, case we're, I meet any of our audience, and all of us, are, that's that's what I'd have, Jack and Coke. Thanks. So it's me, Matt, and Martin on the balcony, and, and Kurt just giving <laughs> us all the exporting the beers. Oh, I'm the guy in suit and tie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question. Then last question comes from our Amir um, chat host this week, and that is Simon. Hi, Simon Pyle, at Mr Piley on Twitter here. I recently hosted a chat on challenge-based learning, so my question is around the professional development of educators. We encourage pupils and students often to follow a challenge-based learning approach, but rarely consider the same for educators. So I just wondered, how do you think a challenge-based learning approach could impact positively on professional development of staff? Okay, great. So uh, a question coming on the back of the chat. How do you think a CBL approach could impact positively on the professional development of staff? I think this is a nice way to look at things, really, in terms of how do we take the things we do with students and apply it into professional development? So, Kurt, I'm going to chuck this one to you because I know professional development is, is a real passion for you. 
Have you ever it tried challenge-based learning in a, in a professional learning environment? Um, we have, we have. And I, I, um, I might be sounding cheesy, but um, I would like to get rid of the professional development word and change it into professional learning. You'll notice I just did that when I read the question. We, we don't I'm need to be developed you, anymore. Yeah. Um, and then we can, like, I like to be in control of our own learning. Um, but we've definitely done that. And it's, I would recommend it, um, introducing um, new things and putting teachers on their own um, or helping teachers, not putting them on anything, um, helping them come from a, a, a question, a big question, getting that down to their, their essential learning questions, turning it into professional learning. Um, it, it's a beautiful framework, a beautiful model for that. And um, I can reveal a, a, a new thing for you guys is that from the, from the team, there will be a professional learning planner coming out pretty soon. Ooh, Look forward to it. Nice. I would um, just like to sort of highlight Mary Kemper's screen grab of the week. Um, and she's, it's just a link to this because the resource is excellent. Um, in her role as a math director, she has most, most recently used challenge-based learning to launch a district-wide professional learning. And you can get that at her website, which is teachandlearnmath.wordpress.com. And she's got a link to it on one of her Twitter accounts. And it's on her Twitter account, sorry, on one of her tweets. And the challenge is Engage. It's an absolutely brilliant resource. And I think if people are wanting to see more about how professional learning can be used with challenge-based learning strategies, have a look at that. I just wanted to highlight that one. That's great. I think from my point of view, you know, obviously my my job is to train teachers, so train new teachers. And I think what I've found from them is they really enjoy the fact when you when you put them in a challenge-based situation, think, what does learning look like? Because to them, they kind of hit this from two strands. One, we're teaching them how to teach, but they're also learning new skills in, in their own sort of practice as well. You know, And I think they've always responded quite well to that challenge-based approach to how would you teach this as well. So yeah, yeah that's my kind of input on that one. Cool. Great. Thank you. So, yeah, so some good questions this week. Thanks for joining in, guys. And, um, yeah, when you come back after the break, we'll uh, we'll wrap things up with Johan. Oh, cool. Okay, so I think that was uh, a really good one. I always like to... Yeah, as always. We're always <laughs> really happy about the chats. Hello. So... But I think it's, uh, I, I really love when people interact. Yeah. It gets it going. And uh, I think yeah, it makes it very interesting. It's nice yes. to hear from the listeners. Yeah. yeah like it that. is. It is. I mean, thanks. I mean, I, I think we've all been quite appreciative of all the, the sort of the nice comments and the, um, the, 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 the sort of the feedback that people have been giving us and the fact that people are, are taking part. I know we're all, I know we're all really sort of quite, quite um pleased and really quite humbled by all that so thanks very much hey, how, how can they reach us how can they leave feedback yeah that's what i'm um i wanted to ask again so definitely we can do it inside anyone the, <laughs> anyone yeah inside the anchor app and i think uh, martin you made a beautiful clip about how to thank you yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh, quite straightforward you just if you're on anchor you search for us at Last Night Recap. You find a little button that says uh, leave a voice message. You leave us a voice message as Felicity, Paul and Simon did this week. And we will read it out on air. And 
that's how you can do it. Oh, I think that's really good. And uh, Matt, I know you're really nervous about this every time because it's your your personal code to your your card. But anyways, just give us your your Twitter handle, please. Okay, so I'm I'm M A T six four five three. Okay, and that's it. That's it. Simple. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he changed that number. I tried it. It's not working anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get declined. I was, you know, I tried, I tried to get one attempts. of the new, yeah, I tried to get one of the new LG TVs and it was, it was declined. I was like, ah. Oh my God. And, Sorry, and our Scottish friend, he's like the infinite number one, but he claims that he has another handle. So what's I yours? I do. It's mcoots, C-O-U-T-T-S, eight, one. And someone else is uh, claiming to be a master of this. So um, <laughs> just let him say it. Come on, then. I'll say it. I'll say it. Meester Kurt. So that's M-E-E-S-T-E-R-K-U-R-T. I'm wondering, if, is anyone ever getting that? No. No. Oh, that's why. <laughs> no, I just picked something so difficult that no one would tweet at me. It's the same with me. It's like I have just as an at last recap. It's easier. Yeah. So literally, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same actually because I have Anderson underscore edu, which would be simple, but it needs to be double s, so no one understands it anyway. So guys, just just use your first name and your pin number, right? What harm can it oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I just want to say thank you for everyone that's chiming in in the chat. And we're really looking forward to uh, the next people that's helping us just recapping, I think. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. What have you got coming up uh, at EMEA, Martin? Yeah, we've got uh, Amy Kingsley uh, on Tuesday, March 12th, hosting a, a chat on using technology to enhance listening and speaking. What about you, Kurt? Um, at the Americas chat, it's all about culturally responsive teaching um, uh, that's hosted by uh, Tammy Brewster and Carla Jefferson. So uh, can't wait to hear what, that, what that's all about. And that's on Tuesday, March 12th at 6 p.m. PST. Pacific Standard Time. Cool. And what are you? Time. What about you, Matt? What are you? I'm just waiting for questions. Just okay, cool. Send me a question. I'll answer the question. That's my That's job. So lovely. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Yes, another one. Thanks, guys. Always good. Okay. Always a Closer pleasure. to episode 10 and we celebrate, right? Yeah. yeah. See you next week. Take Three care. Three dark hours. Bye. Bye.